This episode of Totes Recall is brought to you by... TerribleOrgami.com Putting um, the .com like we sh- in the website. I feel like we should sound more enthusiastic. Let's go, Daddy. You okay. can go, Daddy. Oh. This episode of Totes Recall was brought to you by TerribleOrgami.com Putting the OMG in origami. Home of the million dollar frog. And a brand new it. Totes Recall. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well. Then we watch that movie and eat pizza (laughs) (laughs) and talk about the movie again and see how eating pizza while watching it affected our experience. experience. It's Uh like a science experiment. Yes. yes. No. No? That's not how science works. Yes, it we is. You have to sure. watch the movie without eating pizza first. That's oh, the, like, right. The well, we did, the though, probably. Probably. Uh, we, oh, let's, go, let's go we'll, around the horn. We'll go have you guys it. ever watched a movie without eating pizza? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. most movies. Who are you? Do you buy pizza at the Might movie theater? Do you buy that garbage at the movie theater? You eat pizza at garbage movie theater? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I eat garbage at the Mar- movie theater. <laughs> at the pizza theater. I, you know, whoa. You know who, who may or may not eat pizza? Who? Beetlejuice. You said it too many times. Oh, no. Wait, why? My name is Dan. I'm Molly. I'm also Dan. I'm Beth. And as you guessed, our movie is Beetlejuice. 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 That's a really good guess, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A movie that came out in the 90s. 92. Four. Uh, Chiquette's bet's 94. Uh, Molly bet 92. Dan bet. Dan bet 94. No, I didn't say 94. Oh, no, you said 94. My name is also Dan. Right. We established that. I'm going to say... Oh, shit. Which came first? Batman or Beetlejuice? Oh. 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 Now I feel like this precedes Batman. 87. I'm saying 87. Yeah. I'm going to... I'll say 88. Because I feel like this is pre-Beth Gibbs. Price is right in me? Yeah. It's pre-Gibbs? Yeah, it's (laughs) pre-Gibbs. I also think this is probably pre-Batman, which makes my guess very wrong. Yes. But it also doesn't seem like a... It feels like an early 90s, not a late 80s movie. Maybe it was ahead of its time. Maybe. Well... Does anyone know how old Winona Ryder is? Nope. Is she in oh, this yes, movie? She is She's the teen. Yes. Oh. This is a big uh, movie for her. Uh, is she actually a teen in this movie when portraying yes. a teen? Yes, because she goes to high school, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, like, is oh, the actor actually, actually teenaged? Possibly. She, well, I think this she's before teenager. or after Heathers. Uh, That's a big question for me. I feel like it must have been pre- after. No, really? Well... <sighs> I have not seen Heathers. I me neither. That is, I know because we're not able to watch Heathers for the show <laughs> because neither of you have seen it. Ouch. Apologies. <laughs> uh, so it's either so this movie either took place in the late '80s <laughs> and is ahead of its time, or the early '90s and is right on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> 
Either way, it stars Michael Keaton, which yep. is why we're talking yep. about Batman, yes. yep. as the aforementioned oh. Beetlejuice. I thought you were going Danny Elfman. Which movie did he compose the music for first? Ooh, probably wow. this one. Is this Assuming also this a came... Tim Burton movie? Yes. yes. Okay. This yeah. is where... Because it looks like a Tim Burton This movie. is where yeah. the Tim Burton-Michael-Keaton uh, marriage of convenience began, I believe, was Beetlejuice. Okay. Because like, I'm all... Again, I'm assuming this is pre-Batman. And then he was like, hey, I got this gig, it's called Batman. Yeah. So you think Burton got the Batman gig and then was like, hey, my buddy Michael Keaton wants to I think so. Because it was like a big deal that he got cast as Batman. Because right. he was like, he's a comedy guy. Mr. Mom. Yeah. More like... Batman. Right. And yeah. And uh, I believe it was Tim Burton who famously said, all people are talking about is Michael Keaton's chin. If they want a strong chin, they should have cast Leno. Oh. Drop the mic. I made that up. That may not be true. I oh. mean, I, it's in my brain as true. Actually, as soon as I said that, I you thought... You backed away so fast from that. It's like, oh no. Well, now we have the newsletter to be accountable oh, to. Right. So yeah. Subscribe like at... TotalRecall.com. Slash newsletter? No, it's nope. just totally There's just a link, right? There's a link. Yeah, it'll bring you like a to button. a website with all of our episodes on the right-hand side. There's a little thing where you can subscribe to our newsletter. It's yeah. great. You'll you figure guys. it out. If you are smart enough to navigate a webpage, yes. then you can subscribe to our newsletter. Yes. Otherwise... If not, screw you! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> honk, honk. That's a reference to Beetlejuice. Oh. oh. Really? Uh, kind of. I watched this movie... A lot as a kid. This was like a, uh, a VHS recording off cable nice. type situation. Which I was thinking about that today, even though I tried not to think about the movie beforehand. I was. I apologize. Uh, when you guys were kids, like you probably watched movies over and over again, right? As yes. all kids do. Did you own those movies? How did you watch those movies? Yeah, I owned the movies that I would watch over and over. Yeah. But I like you bought like the official Disney copy. Movies. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think we owned like zero movies. <laughs> you just yeah. taped they were them off. all taped off cable. Nice. Yeah, I don't remember owning any VHS. All we had were a bunch of blank tapes that we kept recording over. Right. Yeah. And so you'd get this mosh mishmash. Right yeah. at the end, it would like fuzz out, and you'd get like some weird English drama or like yeah. a commercial. I would do that with TV shows for sure. Sure. I had a lot of TV shows, and like, and it would go over time because it would you could tell like. I was aging because it'd be like episodes of SpongeBob that were then cut uh, by the office. Uh-huh. Like mm. you could, there are trails of SpongeBob. Oh, the like the geology of yes, your exactly. wow. VHS uh, archiving. Can I just say I am old enough that I remember going to watch movies multiple times in the theater, and for whatever mm. reason, the movies we saw multiple times were Nine to Five, uh-huh. starring Dolly Parton, movie I still love. Uh, Arthur, which is highly inappropriate mm. for children. I don't know why oh, I got yeah. dragged to that so often. It's about a British drunkard and a lady, uh-huh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly made an impression. Uh, and probably another movie. What does you being old enough have to do with seeing movies in the theater multiple times? Because we didn't have, they weren't, there was no VHS. The convenience of videotaping things was not apparent for movie watching multiple times. There was no way to watch a movie at home. As far as I know, we did not have a VHS until I was in middle school, uh-huh. like maybe fifth or sixth grade, and it was um, supposed to be portable so you could uh, record, yeah. but they basically just put a strap on a regular VHS uh, player, yeah. and there was a cable attached to a giant movie, and you're supposed to use that, and it was all plugged in. That is amazing. Like I, 
your faces right now tell me that uh, I yeah, cannot you, understand what you're saying. It's incredible. It's like a proton pack from Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a backpack. It was just like over the shoulder. Okay. But it was heavy. Like yeah. it was not. Of course it is. It was It was just like the most ridiculous design, but it was kind of cutting edge at the time. Why uh, did you need your VCR to be portable? So that you could record. Like, oh. like it had a camera. Oh. Lights. Record lights. This was like a camera on it? This yeah. was like a it, prototype it, camcorder. Okay. Picture the VHS box. Yeah. Okay. And there's a strap on it that you can carry on your shoulder. VHS box or VCR box? VCR box. Okay. Thank you. Uh, They're way different. VHS I know. The I know. That's but way every, smaller. This is true. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then there's a cable. There's a cable. Or the listener, Dan just pushed his glasses off the bridge of his nose. I'm <laughs> saying that. It was a little haughty. <laughs> I I'm just trying to help you communicate Paint a picture. your picture <laughs> accurately. Uh, yes. Anyway, and then it was, you would still plug it into the wall. No, no, no. There's a battery pack. I'm sorry, guys. Your story has holes this. aplenty. This and is a you, leaking and ship. And you took that to Beetlejuice and made an illegal no. copy. No. Oh, cool. I'm trying to explain to you that there was a time when homes did not have VH. S players called VCRs, uh-huh. and even if they did, uh, you were thinking that you were purchasing to do home videos, not necessarily just to play VHS tapes. Why? Okay, here's a question then. Was there at one point a low speed video cassette? Because I assume that's what VHS stands for, right? Like video high speed or something like that? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. Like if it's VCR, it's video cassette recorder, yes. why wouldn't we just call the tapes? VCs, like cassettes, like video cassettes. But no, we call them VHS to differentiate them from Betamax, but Betamax had its own player, so that doesn't have anything to do with it. And that sounds more like a a brand rather than an acronym. Right. Mm -hmm. Was VHS a brand originally? Did we get rollerbladed in our childhood without realizing (laughs) it? Video... Honing system. System. Honing? Home security. Oh, yeah, okay. Video home system. Put that down. Yeah, the VHS stands for video home system. I'm gonna say high speed. Video high speed. Because why not? Why isn't it like HSV? Video high school. Ooh. When did you guys see this movie? By the way. When it came out in theaters. Multiple times. No. Not this one. Maybe twice, but I have trouble believing that because I remember so little about this movie. Right. I remember seeing the theater at least once, and then bits of it on TV for a long time. Yes. Okay. I watched it a ton. On a VHS. I do not remember if it was legitimate or recorded off TV. Probably legit. Mm, I don't know, because there's like a, there's a high-level swear in this movie, and I feel like if that were on our copy, I would not have been allowed to watch it so freely. You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe yeah. I had the TV version. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, oh, unless it was like a... Well, no, it's still... Never mind. Because <laughs> I was going to say, unless it was like an audio dub, but why would we buy a legitimate copy that was then dubbed, had the profanity dubbed out? Maybe your parents did it. They found a family-friendly, clean... I, no, they, they just dubbed o- it. They over... Oh, like, so my entire life, I Beetlejuice sounds like my dad for like 30 seconds? <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh, I think... Uh, okay, this is a recurring theme of movies that I've seen on television, but I'm not sure I've seen the entire film. Good. I know I've seen lots of it. Okay. Because I can picture a lot of it. Okay. But I don't know that I've ever just sat down and watched it start to finish. Okay. 
Our protagonist is Alec Baldwin. Yes. And Gina Davis. And Gina Davis. Wow. Yes. You already remember more than me. Yeah. And I think this movie starts with them dying. Oh, yeah. right. And they right. want to stay in the house. They, like, drive over a bridge. Right. And the bridge, I remember being real creepy. It is creepy. And it, like, collapses and they die in a bridge collapse. Or something. Or, something. or they, like, go off the bridge. Yeah. Or something. It's Let's horrific. take a moment. Okay. I think Molly has already announced herself as the one who remembers the movie the least. Think probably yeah. Let us take a moment to have Molly summarize this film's premise as best she can. Well, that was already more information than I had. <laughs> um, basically, there is a house with Winona Ryder in it, and she's misunderstood and has a weird haircut. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there like are weird, cool or weird. Oh just... no, super cool. Okay, yeah, like uh, baby bangs and stuff. Sure, uh, unevenly cut. <laughs> Uh, Molly's Betts. Cool bangs. I'm a writer. Um, and um, the house is haunted. But what I more remember than that is that this Beetlejuice guy shows up when you say Beetlejuice three times. And then in the end, there's a really fun song that I can't remember the end to, but they dance and mm-hmm. they float up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so there's at least 40 minutes. Just a complete blank for you. You don't remember Beetlejuice's relationship to anybody. He yeah. just shows up. Well, he's not nice. But, right? like, comically not nice. Mostly. He's, he's, kind of, he's like a, kind of like a... He's like a sassy jerk. Yeah, yeah. sassy He's jerk. like a jerk that I think is sort of like... I feel like... And again, since when I, I saw this... I used to watch this when I was a kid, so I was probably just, like, delighted by his character. Yeah. But I feel like watching it now as an adult who actually will follow the plot... Yeah. I imagine that he... Uh, his intentions are more sinister than I remember. Like, he's always... He plays himself up like he's this crazy clown guy. Yeah. But I feel like his ultimate goal is more sinister than I remember it being. Does he show up in, like, a deal-with-the-devil sort of situation? Like, the... I think so. Alec Baldwin and Genevieve are dead, and but they don't know they're dead? I think... Do they know they're dead? Uh, I think they figure it out yeah, at some point. Yeah, and I think they might recruit Winona Ryder to help them get out of they're like trapped in the attic or something yeah. oh is she and there's like a weird like uh model yeah. of the village yeah. that like Beetlejuice lives in how do you remember all this I saw it a bunch oh yeah wait is Winona Ryder alive yes yes but she can see that. Because she's an angsty teen, so she can see dead people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then she might recruit Beetlejuice to help them, like, get out of limbo or something? Yeah, I or... don't remember who first meets Beetlejuice. Is it a library book? Molly's uh, Betts is a library yeah. book. With Beetlejuice in it? No, that that's Winona Ryder goes to the library to figure it out. Oh. I feel like either that or it's just in the attic, the book. Oh, but maybe. But a book is a good bet. Because he's you like can... a... And tell us how Molly Chase relates to the world. There's a problem, so they go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> the part that I remember most distinctly, maybe, is when they go to, like, the afterworld. Like, the bureaucratic. Yeah. But it's, like, super bureaucratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh. I remember being delighted by, even as a child. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a weird monster who, like, is, like, taking tickets, and they have to wait, but, like, their number's, like, Forever, an infinity yeah. or whatever. Oh, right. Um, and then maybe they want to, like, jump the line, and that's how they get Beetlejuice. Yeah, I don't He's, know. like, a I, rapscallion. He's definitely, oh. like, he is definitely a, like, a... He's like a he's a buck the system creature from the underworld. Yeah, he's like a like a sleazy salesman or music something. man type yeah. character, <laughs> but for dead people. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he makes, like, a plate grab someone's face. They all what? sing that song yeah. about a tarantula. What? Uh. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah, no. Hey, I, never, I never remember the lyrics. Oh, that's that. a fun song. Hey, it's not about a tarantula. It might be. Come home. Yeah, it does. There might be a tarantula. Six there. foot, seven oh, foot, foot, eight foot, foot. bunch. Yeah. Like Wait, why is it a tarantula? Probably living in the People counting bananas. Maybe this is a racist song. It probably is. I bet it is. But then there's like a big tarantula, and that's like the villain of the song about counting bananas. Okay, okay. I thought you were saying that that song was about tarantulas. I thought that too. And it that sort is, of is. No, it is not. It's about a tarantula hanging out in the bananas. Hanging out in right? the bananas that they're counting. The tally man. I think that song existed before this movie. Yes, yeah. it did. It's, it's a, a classic. Song. Yeah. So I'm not sure that it's about tarantulas getting bananas. That's like in the lyrics. All Dan is saying... that no tarantula oh, in the lyrics. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. What do you think it's about? Just bananas? <laughs> Straight up banana counting? Yeah, I think it's about uh, harvesting. It's a song to sing while you harvest. Yeah, but I don't think Dan is just counting that. Watch out, there's a tarantula in the bananas. You know, that happens. <laughs> yeah. It there does. are people who work at grocery stores yeah. who are unloading bananas, and sometimes there are poisonous spiders in them. Which tarantulas oh. are not a poisonous spider. No, I well, okay. they poison your amygdala because your fear center goes crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are crazy big. Yeah, but they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think tarantulas are really cool. dance bad. Tarantulas <laughs> are crazy big but cool. <laughs> That's my new bumper sticker. <laughs> I, I, I still, I, I, I agree with that. I just don't know that that invalidates my story about the banana unpacking at grocery stores. I, well, I just, I didn't want the listeners to infer that tarantulas were poisonous. You didn't want this to be another Jurassic Park situation where we're just lying left yeah, and right. and then propagate this myth that, that tarantulas appear. were super dangerous right. and everybody's going out <laughs> smashing tarantulas because they're like, it's poisonous, kill it. Right. Even though you shouldn't probably kill the poisonous ones either. You're invading their domain, man. So maybe you should get out of there. Hey, man. Hey, man. (laughs) Get out of here. And tally me bananas. Mm. That's the song, Tally Tally Me Bananas. It's like a a labor song. (laughs) Yeah. That then got a saucy update by, I'm going to say, Dance Bed, Harry Belafonte. Wow. 100%. That's correct. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Beetlejuice makes... Everybody's singing that, including a fat man. Otho. Wait, wait, wait. One of the guys sitting... This is at the dining room table? Correct. Yeah. Okay. One of the guys in there is uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, really? That Mm. is my bet. Yeah. Cool. And then Winona Ryder's uh, mom is a beloved comedy actress whose name I can't remember. (laughs) Carol King. Yep. No. Carol... No. Hold Burnett. on. No, no. Catherine O'Hara. Bam! Oh. Really? She's in this movie? Yeah. She's great. She is great. Um, I have a Beetlejuice story that doesn't have to do with the movie. Perfect. But I just thought of it. Is it about the cartoon? I was... What? Uh, yes. Okay, I was going to bring up the cartoon, because I think I saw the cartoon before I saw the movie. Oh. Because I was like, oh, there's a movie here? Okay. <laughs> uh, but this... So, I went... In high school, I went to Universal Studios... Uh, on a band trip, yeah, I played the alto saxophone. Nice, so NBD. Uh, <laughs> but when we got there, they have like people dressed up as characters, and they're just wandering around. One of the characters was Beetlejuice, yeah. And his deal is that he just like goes around and insults insults people. Yeah, I feel like I said that weird. <laughs> insults people. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice would insult your pronunciation yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh, so my. 
one of my friends really wanted a picture with Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll take a picture. And I went to take a picture, and Beetlejuice said, oh, I thought I was having a bad hair day about me. Yeah. Right? Oh, burn. But, you know, that's humorous. It's a humorous thing to say. <laughs> sure, sure. Unless you are a teenage girl who is very insecure oh. about her curly hair. Oh. And for the rest of that trip, I avoided Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> I could, like, hear him walking down the streets, and I'd be like, let's go to this thing over here. Oh, no. Oh. Are you going to have, like, a PTSD flashback? Yeah, probably. Movie. Like, 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 just, oh, like, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Beetlejuice, man. Yeah, it is yeah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice don't... Yeah. I am curious to see how much of a villain he is. Yeah. Because um, they're trying to get rid of him at the end. You have to say yes. his yeah. name three times. And I remember there's like kind of a creepy part where they're trying to say it and he's like turning people's mouths yes. into like locked Ooh. things. I think he is like... like a like, zipper and then like a like a full-on like stapled mouth I think or he's like literally forcing Winona Ryder to like ghost marry him. Yes! Oh, right? yes! yes. Yeah. Like, he gets, he breaks bad at some point in this movie. <laughs> but in, like, a kind of comical way. But, yeah, so he needs her to marry I don't know why, him so though. he can be, like, Does he cross over the- Ooh, maybe. into the world and bring darkness upon the land? Oh, I don't man. even know if he's I that think, evil. No, I, I feel like he's, he's just more a like selfish, a culture guy. So yeah, like, he's, like, selfish. Like, uh... Tries to mess with people. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's just like, a dick. I don't think he yeah. actually has any sort of, like, grand plans or anything. And the only reason that he wants to marry her is for some selfish reason. That yeah. he, like, it, like, because of the bureaucracy, there's yeah. probably some rule that if, like, you're married to a 16-year-old girl who's still alive. <laughs> you can come back. I wonder if, like, the dead people want to be back alive. Right. And, like, they're like, no, you can't do that. And then Beetlejuice pops out. He's like, well, I know a way. And then by the yeah. end of the movie, they're like, well, this is what you signed up for. Right. You made this deal. I'm going to marry this girl, and then we'll all be alive again. And they're like, oh, we've come to terms with being dead. Or We're something. fine, and right. our souls are free. And then we'll rise into the air. Yeah, they, they they dance to the banana song. And they grease up into the air? No, they grease no, up, into, just, like, up into the vault. No, just into the to house. the ceiling. Like, they're not escaping. Oh, yeah. it's they're not just like dancing. The, Resurrection I, or anything? They're just. I think they are alive at the end. No, they're still ghosts. They are. Yeah, but are they're they, like they're like okay with it. Yeah, I think I they just accept they like being ghosts. I think oh. so. I think they like just got that house, and then they get pissed because Catherine O'Hara moves in, and they're like, "This is our house," and they haven't accepted the fact that they're dead. Yeah. So they're haunting the house, oh. and then I think Beetlejuice helps them haunt <laughs> it or something. Oh, is he trying to help them get that uh, family maybe. out of the house? Yeah, he's some sort of freelance asshole of the dead. <laughs> like of the un- I know, like he's some kind of like rogue element yeah. of the undead world. Like he doesn't. I like I know. I think he has a business card. And, yeah. like, he has he's a like, suit. He has a, a very black and white great suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, great suit. I maintain he hair. is akin to the Music Man. I'm gonna go with. I agree. He's a traveling stripes, salesman the stripes. type swindler. Yeah. Definitely a swindler. Does he I have green not... hair? No. Yeah. I mean, it's like white, just it's gross. White, it's He's just all gross. His entire face gross. is gross. Okay. It's white and green of various tones. Okay. I don't think when I I don't think I knew that this was Michael Keaton until much later. Mm-hmm. Like I watched him, was like, oh, gross Beetlejuice, yeah. well, whatever. And then like, it took me a while to realize that maybe actors were people that were in multiple things. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, at some point later, someone told me Beetlejuice was Michael Keaton, right. and it was a big, like, what? You're like, that Moment handsome man from Gung-Ho was <laughs> Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah. While we were watching Gung-Ho. It's like, that plant's got to stay open. Yeah. Yeah. 
I rewatched that recently. That is a holds okay up movie. Yeah, right. Michael Keaton's great. I love oh, he's awesome. I do too. I'm excited to watch this movie again because I saw this a bunch as a young man, young boy, I guess, child. Mm. Uh, and I have not seen it since. I didn't even. This wasn't one of those movies where, like, a lot of movies. My friends and I, when we became independent teens slash college age kids who understood the internet and yeah. realized you could get whatever you want anytime you wanted, yeah. Uh, through illegal means. Like, this was not one of those movies where we were like, oh, we should totally watch Beetlejuice again, which were a lot of movies we watched as children, but yeah. this was not one of them, so I'm very curious. Do you think, is this a kid's movie? No. No. Oh. This is like, like a... PG-13, yeah. right? It's, I mean, not a little kid's movie, but like, no, it's, not it's a, for kids. It's a family yeah, movie. I think it's a grotesque family. It is a Tim Burton family movie back when he wasn't quite as family oriented as he sometimes is now. Is this pre Edward Scissorhands? No. Yes. No. My guess is no. No, is this come his on. Big break? What's Tim Burton's big break? Uh Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, no, come on, later. you guys. Scissorhands had to be later. Why? Because well, no, 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 he's also in that. If cuz Scissorhands was like his that was his like that's when his uh <laughs> That's when his, like, uh, film marriage with Johnny Depp started. He had his Michael Keaton phase, then he had his Johnny Depp okay, phase. Okay, okay. Okay, so okay. is this it? Is this Tim Burton? I don't know, one? maybe. Or at least one of his bigger beginning ones. I'm going to bet this is his first, this is a big directorial debut, which totally shoots my 94 bet in the foot, <laughs> but I regret that big time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think this is Timmy B's <laughs> big moment. He might have done some other stuff, but sure. this is, like... Oh, a Tim Burton movie. This is the first one. Here's my question for the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. Are we going to accept two named female characters talking to each other about Beetlejuice? (laughs) I think no. No, No. he's a man. Well, he's a man. man. Okay. Uh, But I do think it passes. I think Gina Davis and Winona Ryder will talk to each other at some point. Yeah, and I think Winona Ryder and her mom talk to each other about, like, the house. Great. And not... Someone, some dude. Yeah, like, oh, I know the house is. Yeah. You moved away from your friends, but you'll be fine here. Oh, yeah. I hate you, mom. That sort, of, that sort of convo. I will give you so many extra points if that's exactly <laughs> the lines of dialogue. Uh, cool. I'll give it a pass as well. Gina Davis, right? She's. Uh, she wouldn't be in a movie that didn't pass. I mean, this was earlier in her career, so she'd probably at least, like, politely nudge. Yeah. In, like, between takes. And there's, like,. Maybe at least three f- named female characters Indeed. you can think of. Indeed. Oof. I, I feel if like it we're going to be fails, really upset. <laughs> but it's a good, I mean, I just, there is a good chance that because we've got Gina Davis, we've got Winona Ryder, we've got Winona Ryder's mom. These are, all, these are all people who are not... Do you think her mom's named? Uh, I feel like she might mom. I don't know, because she has a bunch of people over because they all do that dance. Yeah. yeah. So one of them must say her name, right? No. no, no. They, they don't. Have we've to. been we've been hurt so often. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the the fact that we can name the actresses who play the three female characters yeah. is like a really strong sign that it will pass. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I've had my hopes crushed before. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> well, so we're all hesitant the, passes. Yes. <laughs> but what about for the film itself? How many? Beetlejuice boxes? Would you give it? How many bananas? Would we? What's a Beetlejuice box? It's like a juice like box. It's like a juice box. It's a juice box. It. Well, oh, I was thinking about... How many bananas would we tally? How many bananas would you tally? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Yes. How many bananas would you tally? Uh, 
What did I force my banana agenda? Yeah, yeah you did. Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, I can give it juice boxes. I'm no, sorry. too late. No, it's fine. Whew. I don't know. This is a movie I uh, on the low end of remembering them for me. And I, remember, I liked it a lot as a kid, but I feel like it might be really hokey now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three banana beetle juice box legs. What? Wow. Like a three-legged okay. banana juice box. So is that like three out of eight? Oh. Yeah, we... I was going three out of five. Okay, uh, that's probably simpler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three. All right. I, I feel like bananas would come in bunches of five. Yeah. At your local grocery store. That's a believable amount in a banana <laughs> bunch. <laughs> Molly's bets. Five is a believable number of bananas in a bunch. I wonder if there's some weird international organization that has, like, like mandated, like, a bunch is this many. Oh, I don't know. Oh, like, like for a bananas? Peck. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or, or a, a bushel. bushel. Oh. Bushel. Oh. That's a sign. Okay. I don't know. I just started making duck hands. Oh, good. <laughs> to sing along. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to say two. Ooh. And here's why. I think I'm going to be upset by Beetlejuice being mean to people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, uh, it's a four if there is a happy ghost dog. Ooh, okay. Or some kind of happy ghost animal, I feel like would, would give it a couple more bananas. I feel for like me. there might be like a like a creature, like a that like a creepy crawly. Yeah, I don't know. And, oh. it, and I think it'll depend on your definition of happy. Because there's definitely some like very self-actualized creatures. But yeah. it might just be that they're like apex predators. Wow, I'm going to stick with two bananas. Yeah. Juice boxes. Banana juice, beetle it, juice boxes. It doesn't lace. matter. Two units of enjoyment out of five. <laughs> oh, happy Halloween. All right. Yeah. It's our Halloween episode. <laughs> you can edit that to the beginning. <laughs> Sure she will. So people know. Take care of it in post. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's fine. It's the first half. It's the first half. Uh, I'm going to... God, I fucking loved this movie when I was a kid. But I definitely, because I was a kid, like was so entranced by just the visual element of it. Yeah. You know? And just sort of like the wackadoo parts of Beetlejuice just being Beetlejuice. So I'm going to give it a... Mm, I'm going to give it... A, no, I'm going to be live dangerously. I'm going to give it a hesitant four. <laughs> Whoa. The most dangerous way to live. Yeah. With hesitancy. Because, like, I'm also, I'm worried I'm going to, like, be really just like, eh, it's fine. You know? Because, yeah, it is, it's a movie, I'm guessing a movie of its time. But maybe we'll be surprised, since we couldn't remember what decade it was made of. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it three... St- Three bananas. I almost said stars. Oh, yeah. Gross. Who are you? What are you, Leonard Mountain? Oh, you already mean it. Okay. <laughs> take, that, take, that, take that joke again without me saying it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I, Leonard Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was sad, you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I'm going to give it three... I think I'm gonna. There's a lot of claymation happening, which oh. I'm gonna enjoy. I think a lot of the creatures in the Netherland or whatever are claymation. Cool. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna like it. It cool. sounds like a fun movie. People like it. There is that part of me though that it's gonna bring me back to me you- holding a camera at Universal <laughs> Studios. Oh my god. 
Do you think in this movie he says, and I thought I was having a bad hair day? Do you think he was quoting the oh, movie? Oh, all these years! <laughs> that's going to be so great. It's just him quoting the movie, just doing his job! Uh, that's a good bet. That'd be amazing. I would like to add, if you've ever worked at Universal Studios as Beetlejuice, mm. if you wanted to tweet us oh to let God. us know. Yes. Uh, whether to apologize to me <laughs> <laughs> for years and years. Yeah, this would have been what, like nine, like ninety three, ninety four. Yes, I went to high school in nineteen ninety three. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how old. I thought you were like a tween. You're a high school kid. Okay, in ninety three, I was four years. But how old are you in Beetlejuice? Oh, I didn't math wrong. <laughs> I'm. Two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, probably. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the new millennium, I to high school after Y2K. Oh, weird. I mean, I went to high school partly after. Forget it. <laughs> and with that, we're going <laughs> to press pause and watch Beetlejuice, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We've just watched 92 minutes of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> now he's going to come in. Freed to... him, but maybe he was already around. Yeah. Anyway. And sometimes he seemed to be able to kind of just do what he wanted. But then if he said his name again, it, it was, he couldn't. The rules were not clear to me. It was fluid. The rules seemed fluid <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. But, delightful movie, mm-hmm. I thought. Wait a minute. No, they worked out. Never mind. Just figured it out. Because uh, they. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they said his name three times. Uh-huh. And then he offered his services, and they said, no, thank you. But yeah. they did not do the incantation of his name again, which is why he didn't get trapped again until she said it three times after he snaked out. So you're saying it's like aloha. It's both hello and goodbye. Yes. Okay. But and it really just, like, it didn't make him go away. It just, like, put him back, back in, in the, the miniature thing. town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he could do still do whatever he wanted to. In the miniature town. Yeah. Yeah. But he couldn't, like, affect the house. Sure. It's like stuffing down your feelings. Yeah. Right. They're still there. (laughs) They're just not... They're not as effective. They're just not affecting the house. Yeah. So your family doesn't get a... You know. But they're always there. You can't get rid of them. Wait. Are we saying that Beetlejuice is like a sophisticated, (laughs) grotesque metaphor for like depression? Yes. Yeah. All right. I think it's a metaphor for colonialism or maybe gentrification. Wow. There's definitely some class warfare oh, going on. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Man, we just dove right in on this one. We just dove in. <laughs> this movie was 1988. Yeah. Which Beth yeah. nailed. Boom. Yeah. Congrats. So this was sort of Tim Burton's first big Tim Burton movie. Yeah. He directed Pee-wee's Big, big, big Adventure. Adventure. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't like a, hey, a lot of black and white and weird creatures. Right. It had some spook moments, but yeah. uh, it was more about... Oh, it character. had snakes. And it had Large Marge, the terrifying... Oh. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It had some moments, but it was much more a Paul Rubens vehicle than a yeah. Tim Burton, team. let's start doing crazy visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we nailed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we sure but did. But yeah, this movie does start, as we thought, with uh, Alec Baldwin and Davis dying. Um, and then they... They sort of wake up dead, or they come back and don't know they're dead right away. Yeah. Um, and, but they figure it out real fast. Yeah. Like, there's no... I was As I was watching that part, I was like, oh, is there going to be a whole middle part where they don't know they're dead? Right. So then the uh, 
they figure out they're dead real fast. Yes. But then this other family moves in, and they're like, oh, shit, someone's going to live in our house, and we hate them. The the other family, Catherine O'Hara and the uh, Ferris Bueller principal. Yeah. As we, uh, I didn't look up his name. Nope. Yeah. But he's good. Yep. Uh, they reminded me a lot of, like, the annoying neighbors in um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Julie Lewis-Dreyfus. Oh, Julie, yeah. Uh, right. They're, like, super modern, wealthy, just self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I wonder if, like, that's, like, in the late 80s, was that, like, a common sort of, not really villain, but, like... Uh, type of person to make fun of. It was the, the condo yuppie. Yeah. yeah. They weren't used the word condo twice in this movie. They did. Right. Both times. Spoken. <laughs> <laughs> they do not write the word condo at all in this movie. Whenever it was mentioned, it was spoken. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they had a helpful book. The, what was it called? The the guide to guide, Undead? Guide for the Recently yeah, Deceased, the recently or something deceased. like that. Yeah. Oh, that's the opposite of Undead. Well, Recently Deceased. Recently Deceased. Yes. They're Undead. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Well, Undead is like vampires. I think Undead is, it's anything that's neither dead nor alive. But they are dead. Well, then why would it be unlive? Uh, because they're, they're like dead, but they're not. But they like, are dead. Yes, but, but they're, they're not just like a still. corpse dead. They're in between. I guess. I wonder how they far can we push. Because <laughs> there's dead for the there's the death for the dead, which we saw in uh, the the waiting area, where yeah. there's all these lost souls, which the janitor, the helpful ghost janitor, described oh. as death for the dead. Ghost but, janitor might have been the scariest thing in that entire movie. Because <laughs> he just popped creeper. out of nowhere. He's just really creepy, and then he was like, "That's where the living dead." What do you think he's cleaning up in there? <laughs> Ghost like, yeah. Dead cells. Ghost. Undead cells. Oh. Oh. Ghost. Ghost. Mites. Mites. Dust. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Beetlejuice is real dirty. He's yeah, got, he like, is a really lot dirty. Of face he dirt. is like very, he seems more undead because he actually looked like a corpse like, yeah. all the time. But maybe that was a personal choice on his part. It could be. Or he's also like really old, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, he, he said he lived him. through the Black Flag. Right. Or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He said he loved it. Yeah. And he kept watching The Exorcist, and they got funnier. 160 time. times. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. He talks real fast. Yeah, yeah he, does. he is manic. Motormouth. <laughs> yeah. Motormouth. Beetlejuice. Motormouth. 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 Yeah. Oh, try saying that three times. Oh, he appeared. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, but here's what I understand. So, Beetlejuice. Did he like move in to the miniature town? Yes. Is he, that what we're supposed to understand? I think he was targeting uh, yeah, that couple. Because there's that moment, there's a moment at the beginning when they first f- kind of figure out they're dead, that they cut to like a Professor Gadget, Dr. Claw shot of Beetlejuice reading the paper, but you only see his hand, and he like goes to the obituaries because he has to look for work, he says. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, welcome to the Maitlands. Yeah, he's and trying just, to find clients. Yeah. It's pretty unclear, like there's no payment Right. Like, he's never asked to be paid in any way. No. Uh, and there's, as far as we know, there's not, like, ghost bucks. Yeah. Um, but, yes, he's looking for work. He's, like, he's opened the obituaries right. to see who just died and to see who he can go, like... Exploit. Swindle, right? Yeah. Sort of. Swindle what? for what? It wasn't clear what he was swindling for. The only thing that he wanted was to get married. 
right to Lydia at the end. But he didn't know that Lydia lived there when he first. But right. That's just step one. Like, if you want to meet somebody, yeah, you have to be at the party. Okay. You know. Okay. So you have to be in full size in the haunted house. So you're saying he was just using the Maitlands to have more access to the living so that he could find a living person to swindle? Well, sure. Like, was he playing a long con? That seems like, yes, I agree. That's the only thing that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Right? He's got to get in the game to play ball. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's how that expression goes. No, that sounds right. Yeah, like he, he's he got a service he can offer. Yes, which he is, is a bio-exorcist. Yes, scaring the living. Out of your house that you haunt. Right. And so he presumably is going around trying to independently do that. He's like a freelancer. Yeah, he mm-hmm. used to be their... Like, they have, like, an agent of the afterlife. That a like caseworker. A, a caseworker. Yeah. And he was apparently her assistant at some point. Right. But as an assistant, he wouldn't have scared people out. Maybe he would have gone and like done some. I imagine he was just like, well, because she had like she had a she was an expert on haunting, though, because she kept telling them like what to do, right? Like how she wanted them to haunt them. Wasn't the idea that he was like that he decided he could do better by helping people get living people out of their houses? I believe that this was a Lucifer metaphor. Okay. Yeah, that he was had a job, right? Uh, but he had hubris yes. and decided that he was definitely bigger and better than the job he was yeah. assigned I mean, and went out on his own. Because they did establish that the afterlife bureaucracy is very slow, mm-hmm. uh, very tedious. It's like it's a giant corporation. Yes. Or maybe a government agency. Probably more yeah. like that. Yeah. So Beetlejuice is like a... Contractor. He's Snowden. Holy shit. He's Snowden? No. no. He's not Snowden. He's kind of, isn't he? He's not revealing secrets <laughs> about the, the bureaucracy. <laughs> That's true. Actually, yeah, because Barb and uh, Adam, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, yeah. the adorable couple that dies so at the beginning. Yeah, they have a great marriage. They're adorable. Uh, which is funny. It was actually kind of, that was like a fun part of the movie is how like they're these, uh, there's like this adorable couple and then they keep doing these like horrible, grotesque things to themselves to try to scare the Dietzes. And they're yeah. still so cute. Yeah, and they're so bad at it because they're adorable. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? You were talking about what Beetlejuice is, metaphorically, <laughs> oh, if right. not Edward Snowden. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was saying that the that Adam and, 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 and I heard forgot her name. Barb. Barb are more like Snowden because at one point their caseworker is like, now you have to get them out of your house because they found the book. And we can't let them find evidence that the afterlife exists. That was like one of the rules they were almost yeah, breaking. Yeah, it seemed like it would be a big So she was like scandal. insisting that they get them out at that point. Mm-hmm. Like at first it was sort of like, do whatever you want. I'm not going to help you get them out of your house. It's your house. Do what you like. Yeah. But then it was like, now you're causing trouble. And I found, I found the, as predicted, I found this sort of, uh, the specificity of the bureaucracy pretty interesting. Like they yeah. had... They had been, like, it's sort of offhand, but she said they had, like, 125 or 165 years they had to stay in that house. Yeah. 125. Yeah. That yeah. was, like, their term. I don't know yeah. how they got calculated. Yeah. But, like, they had to be there that long. And then, I guess they, I don't know, 
move go on. They can go wherever they want, or they go to heaven, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention enough to figure out what else she was saying yeah, in that moment. It was like sort of subtle. I didn't quite get what was going on, but yeah. I like to imagine like that's like okay. Here's your job that you have now that you're dead. You right. have to occupy this house, and it seemed like required to scare them out. Like it seemed more than just like oh, you'd like them to leave. Here's how to do it. Like it seemed like you gotta ha- you have this house. Your job is to haunt it. Right. Because that's what we do. We're ghosts. You have yeah. 125 yeah. years, and then you're done. Is it? Is it like the absolute couldn't like their house is underwater? Like they're just like that's the terms of their ghost lease. Like they have to <laughs> stay in the house. Yeah, their ghost mortgage. Yeah, because they died too early or something. They didn't pay enough of being alive. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should explain that in addition to the uh, to the couple that moves in and their daughter Winona Ryder. Yes. Uh, who's very young in this movie. Yeah. I forgot to look up. How and does have cool bangs. As cool bangs. Very that bangs. Uh, Great hats. I say Molly Bet was the oh, bangs. Was it? Oh, oh, yeah. My bad. Definitely. That was one of the few details I remember. That's why I'm hanging on to it. <laughs> uh, but I would like to say I was 100% accurate. Yeah, you were. I left a lot out, but it was all true. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Uh, but anyway, they move in, and they have uh, a st- stepdaughter slash daughter, uh, Winona Ryder, and uh, they also basically move in with their interior decorator. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, Otho? Otho. Otho. Who refuses to use doors? Like, he enters through the window, and they're like, just use the door. Maybe there was moving people in the way. Did you... I didn't hear that part that wow. explained why he went through the window. He yeah. came through the window, and they were like, why... Just use the door, Otho. Like, it was what like... What was his retort? I don't remember. You didn't... <laughs> I, at first, I was like, he's just a weirdo. Okay, sure. And now, as I'm saying it, maybe the movers were in the way. He did have that thing, though, about, like, the energy flow of the house or whatever. So yeah. maybe he, like, felt drawn to enter through that window, because yeah. that's where it should be, the entrance sure. or something. But he's kind of an awkward weirdo. Weirdo. Yeah. I feel like you really love Otho, Dan. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your I was just him? I just remember being delighted by him as a child. I'm still very delighted by him as an adult because he is just, like, just needlessly eccentric, <laughs> you know? Like, they barely explain who he is. Yeah. Uh, he's apparently their interior designer friend. Because it seems like, I get the impression, I was under the impression that Principal from Ferris Bueller was, like, a realty he property seemed, something. Like, he's a developer, yeah. like, yeah. property developer or something. He like, a real estate dude and, and doing very well. I yes. The he was very wealthy. And, I, and his wife was a... Like a failed sculptor. Right. But Otho seemed to be more her friend. Yes. So maybe Otho got to know them because she was like, throw Otho a bone. Let him direct, you know, let him decorate your new retirement home complex. Mm, yeah. I feel like he's like sort of sponging yeah, off uh, for sure. Ferris Bueller principle. Yes. God, we really I feel bad. <laughs> I feel real bad. And he's like, oh, I just got my hooks in this. And he's Milking just like, oh, yeah, design that, whatever. Yeah. They pay him a bunch. But I just love that he's like, I don't know. It's it's interesting because this was a movie, like, if this were a, if this movie were made seven to eight years later, mm. and it was written by someone who had no self-respect, Otho would have been this incredibly effeminate, fastidious homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. Who was just constantly being camp, camp, camp. But instead, he was just as, like, very put together... Mm-hmm. But still pretty subtle, relatively speaking, character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, he had a weird haircut. He was a weird dude. But he was never like, oh, look how weird I am. It was just sort of like he just embodied this odd, I don't know. Yeah, and he wasn't evil. Like no. Even when he did a bad thing, 
You could tell he regretted it. Yeah. That bad thing being. Oh, well, so uh, basically, uh, there's a lot of back and forth about the haunting or non-haunting. Uh, Lydia, who is uh, Winona Ryder's character, befriends the ghosts and really loves them. There's actually probably too much back and forth. But anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, the uh, the parent and step-parent characters decide they can make money off the ghosts, invite people from the city, and Lydia's supposed to deliver the ghosts to them so that they can make money? Oh, no, no. First they show up to scare. They want to... Oh, this is sounding complicated. No wonder the, I didn't remember. The yeah. plan is, which I did not remember at no, all. No, me neither. I remembered, I remembered the, the banana song, Shrimp <laughs> Hands. And then literally the next 20 minutes of the movie, I'm just like, what is even happening? Yeah. But I think their plan is, so they they are convinced that a ghost after the, the banana song and the shrimp hands yeah. grab their face. Yes. But they're not scared. They're no. delighted because they're going to they're gonna buy the whole town and turn it into like a ghost theme park. Yeah. And people are going to come and like get possessed yeah. and or pay money for that. It's like the colonial Williamsburg of like spookiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's a real backfire on the haunting right. that yeah. they tried to do. Yeah. Because um, they're so nice. They're just too nice for haunting. They are very nice. It's true. They did full choreography for their haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Not was, a great haunting. It no. was fun. It was, it was too fun. fun. It was too fun. Yeah. Hunting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the shrimp hands were kind of cool. The like shrimp hands were cool. Uh, that song, which is by Harry Belafonte, the nice. banana boat song. Yes. Uh, and does feature a tarantula in its uh, lyrics. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, but there was no tarantula when in the movie. That's true. Which was never our never event. what our argument was. <laughs> never what we were saying. Okay, I misunderstood <laughs> what was happening. Oh, well, there is a big spider. There's in a the pretty beginning. big spider at the beginning. I don't think it was a tarantula, but it was a big one. That's true. Coming over to the miniature house, which was cool. Like, yeah. That was fun how the credits was like, oh, here's a small town. But then there's a spot. Oh, no, it's a... Oh, is that the real no. town? No, it's uh, a model town. Yeah. Okay, can I ask a quick question? Yep. Yeah. Okay, back to the song. Yeah. When you're hearing <laughs> six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch, yeah. are you thinking that the eight foot is referring to the eight legs of the spider? No. No. Okay. That's He's counting the number of bunches of bananas for the tally man. Yeah. Yes. But then there's also a tarantula. Yeah. Okay. In my head, you were saying that the song was about a tarantula no. and that six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch was referring to the feet oh, on the tarantula. Oh, so like the tarantula's like slowly grasping oh, yeah. a bunch of bananas? I don't know what I, oh. I... That's why I was like, that is not what that song no, is about. None of I don't think so. Hilarious. That is amazing. That's I know it always stood out to me that the eight, it ended on eight and that's how many leg spiders have. Sure. Oh. But I think that's the end of the connection in my brain. Who knows? We'd have to but ask. But I don't remember the first half of uh, our podcast. So <laughs> maybe that's what I did Well, say. in a couple of years, we'll do a Toad Street Call yeah. first half of Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Or you can tweet at us at <laughs> Toad's Recall Pod. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag uh, what would damn bunches. God damn oh, it. No. <laughs> that was not so bad. No, no, the bar is set so low. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> So it's just a what with them and then any word and it's a good hashtag. Well, I mean that one was better because it was more concise <laughs> and it made some sense. No, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so they do that friendly yes. hunting. See that friendly hunting, yeah. which they are so, I mean they were so proud of themselves too like they're the most earnest 
house hunters ever. Like, they were so proud of themselves for, like, doing all that crazy stuff, using their ghost powers. Yeah. Really Trimp hands. Possession. Work. I mean, it was, like, on paper, like, that sounds like a good grade A haunting. Like, I'm going to possess them, make them do stuff against their will. Yeah. Which sounds horrible. Yeah. But all they made them do was have a delightful dance number with each other. <laughs> yeah. And sing. And then get thrown on the ground. And then get thrown on the ground by shrimp hands. Which, yeah. that part is startling. <laughs> and I feel like we should just say that the shrimp hands was shrimp cocktail. Yes, sorry. That the emerged as like hands arms. and put on faces. Yeah. Yep. Which okay. I remember, as a child, always getting freaked out by that. Like, even after watching it a thousand times, yeah. I'd always get real tense as the song was going on because I knew the shrimp hands was coming. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you afraid to have shrimp cocktail? No, I was just always like, oh, here it comes. But I can never quite remember like when they actually pop out. I will say I don't like shrimp because they remind me of knuckles. Like, oh. the, like they look like knuckles They remind you of that time that Beetlejuice yeah. told you your hair was bad. Right. Uh, but that just confirmed how much they look yeah. like. Apparently you oh. and Tim Burton and his production design team had the same thought. Yep. We're yeah. on the same boat. Mm-hmm. Banana boat. Ah, six foot, foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Daylight come, and we won't go home. <laughs> uh, okay, where were we? So that doesn't work. They want to exploit the ghosts. Yeah. And then they think they're like, oh shit, maybe we should talk to this Beetlejuice guy. Yes, saves Beetlejuice. And he turns out to be a real creep. Yeah. Oh, oh you mean, when you say they, you mean the, the earnest couple yeah, gives up on haunting on their own. Because they're so bad at it. They bring in Beetlejuice, and that gets violent. Real quick. He I, is, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was shocked by how vulgar he is. Yes. Oh. He is very sexually forward with Barb. <laughs> yes, he is. Like, like whoa. Like, <laughs> like, tries to honk her front parts. Yep. He kisses her right away. Yeah. Like, Ugh. straight up assaults. It's like Just using like a first. stick to, like, pull up her dress yeah. and look underneath it. Yeah. He's a lich. He is. Ooh, a lich. Lich. Ah. No. Lich. Lich, lich feels is an undead uh, oh. wizard. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A sorcerer who has used so his evil like, powers to. So this is not a witch. It's a lich. Well, because it's not like, like it's like lich. Like it's it's coming from. It's like an earth based like <laughs> dead. It's like death. Like Groot. No, that's no. a tree. Lich is a specific type of undead. It's a, a wizard or sorcerer who has used <laughs> his magical powers to uh, give himself immortality, but yes. in the process has turned himself undead. A grotesque, yes. undead, uh, humanoid like, figure. Right. They're kind of zombie-like in appearance, but still uh, like sentient. And so it, like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So Lich Lich. He kind of is a Lich, because he's got magic powers. Yeah, and he lives in the grave, or whatever. Lives in yep. graveyards, apparently. Yeah. Uh, can I just say how delighted I was by uh, whichever, whoever designed the miniature set when they're, like, on it? Oh, yeah. Like, the oh, whole, like, so the whole, like, layer, geological layers of fake dirt, of just, like, foam and cardboard. That was so fun. It's really I had good. so much fun in that moment when they were when they're bare, in the small uh, town? digging out his grave in the miniature town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'd say, ooh, which is more delightful? You ooh. think that version or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Oh. <gasps> oh, well, there are so many layers to this. Literally, because, yeah, oh. uh, because it's a fake thing mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. that they make realistically fake. Yeah, because right? the scale seemed right and the squares seemed right. Yeah, so I think that's a 
tougher challenge. Sure. I loved it. I loved it. I, I think I like this one better. Something about like seeing the large version of Fake scale models, things. small. Yeah, yeah it's really satisfying cool. to my brain. Mm-hmm. Like when he digs into like like tries to shovel the grass and just pulls just, like, it up, home, yeah. and then there's like a cork Delightful. layer, mm-hmm. and then they just start pulling out cardboard. Love it. It's good. Yeah. So they dig up creepy Beetlejuice, who is great. I think Michael Keaton does an amazing oh job. Just sells the hell out of it. Right? Mm-hmm. He is 10 for the entire oh, yeah. movie. The whole ten. time. There's yeah. no moment where you're like, oh, he's he's having an emotional moment. <laughs> no. no. Like, or like there's no moment where it's just, on, just like, yeah. And like, I have like, oh, credit to Michael Keaton, because one, he is under... Like a pound of makeup, mm-hmm. he's wearing a fat suit for at least most of that movie. Yeah, or at least a fake belly. So that's yeah. got to insulate the core quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he's got to be just sweating. How horrible if he wasn't wearing one. <laughs> Come on, he's a young guy. He is, that was a weird shape too. It was. It was so ridiculous. But that I think belly that was even more. I think the thing that I wasn't expecting to be impressed by, uh, but I was, was uh, early on before he even comes to life. You see a commercial. Yeah. Starring only him. Yes. On this really fake set. Yes. And he carries like you have to go like a hundred percent to sell this thing that must have been so awkward to take. Right. Like it was probably like, it was like him, the second unit director, and like a lighting guy, <laughs> and that was probably it. And he had to just go for it. Yeah, he goes hard. Oh, it reminded me of <laughs> like I feel like there was like a little bit like the mask, Jim Carrey as the mask, right. but mm-hmm. he's the mask all the time. Yeah. Or like Robin Williams, I don't know, as the genie or any Robin Williams. Or just character doing his stand up. It was like intense. Yeah. But yeah, like that level of manic intensity. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was great. It's sort of. It's, oh, go ahead. Also, kind of a believable delivery of lines. Though everything about him was cartoonish and his gestures were cartoonish. Yeah. And his voice was cartoonish. Yeah. I felt like the way he delivered lines was not the way uh, that you would intuitively do it. And he was very consistent. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, uh, yeah, like, he didn't, it was, I don't know, yeah, you're right, like, I don't know how to describe it, though. Like, he played it, like, he was this cartoon of a man, yeah. but he didn't play it like a cartoon character, if that makes sense. Like, he didn't. Like, the mask is, like, literally, like, supposed to be, like, a Looney Tunes character yeah. in real life. Yeah. So he's just going, bouncing all over the place. You know, Jim Carrey is, like, switching his voice around all the time, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Whereas, like, Michael Keaton played Beetlejuice, like, he didn't really change his voice at all. He changed his, like, deliver, like, his tone and his, like, he'd be, like, he'd sarcastically put on personalities. Yeah. But he would never try that hard because... Probably Michael Keaton, the actor, was like, well, Beetlejuice wouldn't try that hard because he doesn't give a shit. (laughs) He also kind of reminded me of, like, the Joker. I feel like this character could also be the Joker. It's, like, manic and, like, joking all the time, but, like, there was, like, a real darkness to Mm -hmm. him. Like, even beyond, like, being a lech all the time. Like, he was covering up some, I think, some real evilness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he... You know, again, he basically, like, forced a child to marry him at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. Or tried to. But he I keeps it light. He keeps mm-hmm. it light. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, seems like, I think maybe the idea is he is, like, he's the guy who just spent, he's been dead for so long that he just sort of, it's like, it's almost like he just embraced the cabin fever of the afterlife. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, he just realized, like, this is it. This is all there is. So I'm just going to enjoy it as best I can to the point. I don't know. It was fascinating. Watch it. When he hawks a loogie into his pocket (laughs) for later. later. Oh, amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And he, like, I mean, we're to understand that he produces those cartoon sounds himself, right? Yeah. Like, that is not for our benefit. Like, he literally can, like, make his genitals sound like a horn. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, that's not the movie doing that. Yeah. I mean, it is the movie, but, but in the world of that... He, yeah, like, he genital- just does that. Right. He's he's a lich. He has magic powers. Right. You know, what I enjoyed about watching the movie with you guys is you guys really enjoyed almost everything that Beetlejuice did, I noticed. There yeah. was just a lot of just giggling. And I didn't think it was that funny, but then uh, he... There was a line about, uh, think of it as a marriage of inconvenience. Yeah. And I cracked up. lost it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he's got something for everybody. He's a clever fella. Yeah, it was interesting because I was definitely enjoying it and I thought he was nailing it. But it also was like like a weirdly, old, it still felt like an older mm-hmm. comedy. Yes. And I think we've talked about this before, how comedy doesn't age well. Right. Um, so it still felt dated, but not boring. Yeah. Um, I was more, yeah, because, like, the whole time I was delighted, but I was never, like, most of the time I wasn't so much like, this is hilarious. I was more just, like, you said, sort of just delighted by Michael Keaton just, like, owning the bonkersness <laughs> of this character. Yeah. Because I, yeah, the whole, I honestly, like, I have never been this neutral about a movie we've watched before. <laughs> Where I have no idea how I felt about it. <laughs> because it was like, I enjoyed it, but it did, like, a lot of it was just sort of like, oh. Like, my cynical teen brain was sort of like, oh, God, old 80s comedy bullshit. You know what I mean? Forget it. I don't know. I was amazed how watching this movie, so many memories came flooding back. Yeah, me too. Right down to some of the just kind of throwaway lines by some of the characters we only saw for a few minutes, like the investor who comes in. Really, the cadence of what they said was coming back to me as they were saying the words. Yeah. You were a near constant stream of, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was doing it as well, but yeah. You were like every, every, like, every time they made a cut almost, you are like, oh, yeah, this scene. It was amazing. Yeah, it's visually very oh, uh, distinct, Drum right? Man. As Tim Burton obviously has his style, yeah. but like everything about it is very intentional. Yeah. yeah, I'm realizing that I don't think I have seen the movie, <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen At a all? lot of those scenes. Oh, and they were very like the shrunken head. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. him popping out and saying it's showtime right. when mm-hmm. they are um, being like. They put the wedding dress and the tuxedo on the table, yeah. and then uh, Ortho does his chant. No, Ortho is the floating wizard creature in He-Man. Oh, Wait, I what, love the What guy. is this guy's name? Otho. <laughs> no R. No R. Oh, it's Orco. Orco, there we go. Ha-ha! <laughs> Who's the nerd now, Dan? <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> I didn't know what a lich was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beth. You guys are all nerds. Out of it. <laughs> okay. So you remember? Also, yep. Does a chant? I remember the scene of them like their green glowing yeah. bodies like re. 
whatever. Animating. Yeah, reanimating within the or clothing. Or de Can we talk yeah. about that? I was not, like, I didn't give a shit when I was a kid, so I was just like, oh, whatever weird stuff is happening, but I don't actually understand what was happening. That was so sad. To those two. He, I think, was sort of, like, using the book, which apparently also has, like, spells to bind the Maybe. undead, which, why would that be in the manual Maybe it's sort of like, it's like, don't ever do the following. <laughs> or, like, look out for these. Yeah. <laughs> but he was sort of, uh, like, summoning them. Okay. Uh, and making them appear, but then I, th- I think, I think he screwed it up. I don't think that was the right intentional. Oh, uh, I think he screwed it up so that they like appeared and then aged to being dead, essentially, because they get all old. Was and like, oh, apart. it's an exorcism. Because when Beetlejuice shows up, he has the zingy one-liner about, I think they've had enough exercise for one night. Oh! Right. And the janitor said that that's death for the dead. So they yeah. were dying again. Dying oh, again. which is what Lydia, Winona Ryder's character, says. Is they're dying. Oh, yeah. And then Robert Goulet, which we've not even talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Goulet is in this movie for some reason. It's true. Uh, he's like, they can't, you know, they're, they're dead. They're oh, already whatever. dead. Who cares? Swap. Yeah, they're dead. Uh... Yeah, okay. I guess you, it makes sense. You were disturbed by that part more this time around? Which, the wedding thing? Just, I was more just, like, trying to figure out what was going on. Oh, okay. Oh! Like, oh, I, I, as a full-grown adult, I should understand a, this by now. <laughs> right, well, that was, like, I mean, that was my whole thing. Uh, like, I was actually trying to, like, make sense of the movie this time, which was a mistake. Because, mm-hmm. like, for, I mean, they literally just throw stuff out all the time. Like, this movie was basically a series of fun puppet vignettes. Yes. That someone sort of like strung a story over to give it a narrative flow. Oh, no. But there were so many. It was a beautifully written story. No, I'm not like. I just mean like Beetlejuice, the character, was just sort of like. Well, now you're backtracking. What because do you mean? The, they explained everything with the exorcism and everything else. They, and they were even adorable dying. They right. were especially adorable oh shriveling God. up. When and they, they loved each other so much. hands together and they crumbled. Yeah, it was oh, awful. Oh, they're so sweet. I just mean, I still don't understand why marrying Lydia would, why does that do anything? Because that was literally, they literally threw it out there like, I don't make the rules. That's, that's literally him saying like, we just want to do this at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Sure. I think he was implying there was some set of rules for the dead, which is very believable yes. given the amount of bureaucracy. And yes. one of the rules appears to be if, <laughs> you marry? if a dead person marries an alive person, <laughs> it's like getting benefits. It's like health benefits. Oh, okay, like, sure. Like yeah. you marry into it, then you're oh, eligible yeah. as a partner to be alive again. That's that what was I'm trying to figure out. You to, to become to... citizenship. I think oh. it was so he was just free in general, right? Okay. Like cause he was it, he was under some sort of spell that they had to say his name three times yeah. to Yeah. Well, his yeah. ex-boss, their caseworker implied that he got in trouble. They were she was very vague, but she said he got in trouble multiple times, so maybe he's been like oh. maybe he's on like ghost probation. Sure, mm-hmm. that could be it. He has to be summoned in a yeah, certain way. Some ghost to, judge. Yeah. Ooh, I bet this. there's a ghost judge somewhere. But oh. go uh, ahead. The pun doesn't work. Oh, come on. If you, if you wrote it out, it would look better. Probution. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm down. Okay, cool. It's cool. Uh, but speaking to the story, they have this really, uh, one of the ways that you feel for the uh, couple at the beginning is yes. one, they're harassed by a real estate agent who makes a ton of money, by the way, selling yes. the house. Uh, and the real estate agent says something really mean about how the house really should be for a family with children. And you very easily understand that they wish they had children, but they cannot. Or something. 
but or they, are they just have not succeeded. Well, they're going to try again, yes. so you assume there has been uh, some sadness in the past. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh, Winona Ryder effectively becomes their daughter. Right. Yeah. Even though her in parents still live in the house. Oh, they did not care to parent her throughout. True. I mean, they never did. It makes sense to me for the stepmom, mm-hmm. but she seemed to have a closer relationship with her dad. Not like so close. He, I mean, he he didn't seem to be more uh, like wanting to spend time with her. He was like, <laughs> I'm at this cabin to like get time to myself. Yeah. But she seemed to be very concerned about him when uh, Beetlejuice almost throws him over <laughs> the ledge of the stairs, right. and she's wanting his attention. And saying I don't see what I don't see what he sees in her for, about the stepmom. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they're that maybe she had a closer relationship with her dad, and then the stepmom came into her life. Right. It does seem that way, but it also seems to me that her stepdad, oh, dad. her actual dad. Yeah. Now there's people's step parents aren't their actual parents. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that her dad, when choosing between peace and quiet and time with his daughter, will always pick peace and quiet. That's true. That is yeah. true. That's true. He was kind of Even distant. L- allowing two ghosts <laughs> to ghost parent his daughter. You're right. Yeah. They have a, definitely have an alternate family dynamic. Yeah. Although he was reading that book at the end that was like cohabitating with the living or whatever. Yeah. But which, he wasn't reading a book on how to reconnect with your daughter. Well, I know. No, but no. I'm just saying like he was... It was a very weird relationship. Yeah. Because he also said, it sounds like Lydia got an A. So right? he's aware, at he least. He knows of... about, like, oh. yeah, her schooling and stuff. But it was like, I care about her so much, I'm going to let these two ghosts raise it's like, her. It's like drone parenting instead yeah, of yeah. helicopter yeah. parenting. Like, you just kind of Just on autopilot. Out, like, yeah. Do you think they, uh, like, do you think it's almost like a renter-tenant situation where, like, Lydia lives in the attic with the ghosts? <laughs> And they just like visit every once in a while, have dinner together like once a week. I think they're they're all co-parenting. I oh, think okay. There's like four equal. But the ghosts are like definitely trying way harder. right? They're trying way harder, but like they can't go to the store. Oh, that's or true. Whatever. That's you know what I point. honestly wondered when they cut to the very end mm. uh, in the attic was I hope they brought in the vacuum cleaner from the garage <laughs> so oh, that she can clean right. properly. Yeah, uh, that is her expressed desire, not some patriarchal. No. You thing. just want the women to clean. Yeah. No. No, it, I want her to have... Oh, shit. It looked like they were able to clean. It looked way cleaner. Yes, it did. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. yeah. The, by the way, VHS stands for Video <laughs> Home System. Yeah. Yeah. Molly and I were right. Good. Cool. Are we going through the bets? Because I want to get to the dog. Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's get to the dog. <laughs> I was hoping that there would be a cute ghost dog. Yep. But mm-hmm. it turns out... Um, that for the first time ever, there was not animal cruelty, except for Beetle just eating a fly that cried out in a helpless, sweet way. <laughs> help me, help me, help me. Was, was that, that the fly, or was that Beetlejuice being silly? I thought it was Beetlejuice being silly. I did too. Oh. When I was a kid, I thought it was the fly, but this time I was like, oh, that's just Beetlejuice having a goof while he kills that fly. Well, he murders the fly. Why is he <laughs> murdering the fly? To eat it. He's yeah. hungry. He ate bugs. They established oh. that he ate bugs. He probably doesn't well, have to, though, right? one bug was so tiny in that tiny neighborhood. Okay, anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a ghost bug. Okay. Oh. At any rate, uh, so there was not that much animal cruelty, but no. in fact... 
Depends on how you define animal cruelty. Because oh. if you define it as animals being cruel. Yes. Uh, and not necessarily. But anyway, this little, there's a very funny visual yes. joke that's also tragic. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got this, Molly. Yeah, you, you got, got this. this. You can do this. <laughs> Where uh, they are coming home for the hardware store in their car before they're dead, and they're reaching a, 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 a bridge, and she swerves to avoid not hitting a dog. Bridge. A covered bridge. Thank you. Uh, and they swerve to avoid it, and they plow through the side of the covered bridge, and yes. they're just teetering on the edge, and they're going to be okay. Well, uh, they realize, no, uh, because they're teetering, but you think, oh, they're stable. And then they look out their window, and they realize the only thing that's weighting them and keeping them stable is the dog, the same dog they swerved to avoid, yes. uh, is standing on a plank of wood. And as soon as the dog hops off, yes. uh, they plummet into the water yes. to their deaths. Um, and then... And then the dog mm-hmm. lords over yes. his kill. Tail a wagon. Right. Yeah. Oh. Murder dog. Murder, murder dog. dog is a murder. That's what the, that's what they should bring Robert Goya up. It's like we got this town full of murder dogs. <laughs> well it is. I guess it makes sense that the world's most adorable couple would be killed in a really adorable, adorable way. way. Yeah. 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 That is they true. They are so adorable. They are so And at first you're like, oh, this is a little obnoxious. But no. But then you just really grow to love them. Because they're not like they just want to live in peace. Mm-hmm. You know? They, in there and she makes fun of their LL Bean. Yeah, come and I on. Say, come on. Come on, Delia, right? Delia Dietz? Oh, that was her name? No, Catherine sure. O'Hare yeah. character. I think it was Delia. That sounds right. I believe it. Yeah. The Becktail test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Flying colors. Real good. Ford. Almost <laughs> immediately. Yeah, like real yeah. quick. So grateful. Yeah. Multiple times. Yes. Mm-hmm. We open. We don't open. We spend a few minutes. Suddenly, Gina Davis talking to this lady. Who has a first and last name. Talking Gina. about the house. Talking about kids. Talking about money. Not, I don't think she even mentioned her husband. She didn't even mention the husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't have to be like, well, I'll talk to my husband. Yeah. They have a great relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. right? Did they have jobs? Like, before they They were on vacation. Oh, yeah. right. And we think he owns the hardware store. What? Or it's on the honor system. Yeah, he just went in the hardware store. Hardware store and like took a bunch of stuff. I thought they, but it was like he all in one spot though. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, he's a cat burger. They're, they're fleecing the entire town. <laughs> That's not even there. Oh, house. I like That's that. Why he has that tiny, uh, oh, because he got a case the whole town. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this new development. It's, it's like Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> There should have been a scene where he was just saying, and now these lights are going to go on. And these <laughs> lights right. are going to go on. Yeah. Boy, bandit style. That's probably why he was so quick to reject Beetlejuice. He's just like, oh, another con man. A fellow con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But game respects game. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's why he was courteous with it. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, he got... He was like... He was as aggressive as he should be with someone leching on his wife while he's still a very polite... Yes, he was a gentleman about it. Like, he would be... There was a lot of Alec Baldwin going, like, excuse me, while Beetlejuice was being a jerk. Yeah, like, if he had been from, like, Philadelphia, he would have punched him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, real fast. Real fast. Like, as soon as he kissed his wife. Yeah. Oh, just as soon as he made a go for it. I mean, the South... There wasn't a lot of time before he... When he made a go and planted one. Right. (laughs) Because he had... Ghost-like speed. Oh. And then he asked, I mean... Plus audacity. Yes. He asked if she was single, essentially. Like, what are my chances of going for this one? He said, well, yeah, he said, like, what is... He asked him, like, what the state of their relationship was. Yeah. And if he had a chance. 
He yeah, he Jeff Goldblumed it. Hmm. There was actually, oh. can I say, there was actually a moment I uh, didn't write it down, but there was a moment in that first Beetlejuice meets the Maitland scene mm. where he was just like being hamming it up and being Beetlejuice. Yeah, where like there was like this brief moment where I was like, oh my god, it's like manic zombie Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, there was a moment where I thought, like, this is a Jeff Goldblum character except a creepy zombie. <laughs> and, like, way, way more aggressively sexual. Yeah. Without the sexual draw that we all know Jeff Goldblum possesses. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Michael Keaton, when he's not wearing makeup, decent-looking fella. Man. Very but, cute. hey... He's no Jeff Goldblum. He's no Jeff Goldblum. No one is. <laughs> <laughs> he should be Batman. Oh my God. Jeff Goldblum Batman? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You're thinking about it now. You can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he'd be the only Batman ever to have like uh, unbuttoned. Oh yeah. Like a deep uh, arm or a deep V like in his arm. <laughs> yeah. And you would still not be able to penetrate. Yeah. That, uh, thick that sexy hair. thick hair. Oh, glistening. After a couple, doing a couple of acrobatics, putting away the thugs, just glistening. Yeah. And then he take off the cowl, <laughs> weave that hair. They we're assuming this is Jeff Golden from like 1988 and not yeah. now, yeah. where yeah. he has, I mean, granted, I mean, a lovely. He would just walk up to the criminals yeah. and they would they just, just walk melt. away. Yeah. yeah. He, rather than instilling them with fear, yeah. he instilled them with, with longing. Longing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Criminals are a uh, superstitious and horny lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I uh, I thought they missed. I thought Ooh. there was going to be a, a horny joke in this movie. Yeah, uh, and maybe there was, and it was more subtle. There's but a yeah. jerk off motion. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but like, that was a that was a dismissive jerk off. That wasn't like a yeah, I'm jerking off because I'm aroused. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's different ways to jerk off. Molly. Oh boy. <laughs> I gasped when I saw that. I part was of the delighted. Movie. The I could like not throwaway because it, it was such a throwaway. Like it wasn't even like center frame. It was like right on the edge of the screen. He turned around, just like yeah, I, I, I'm a professional, and then he just did it a couple times to no one. <laughs> yeah, not even to the camera. It was amazing. That was just him, like. Do you think he improvised that? Yeah. You think that was he, just he, spur yeah. of the moment? Apparently, he did improvise a lot of stuff. In awesome. Movie. He's great. Uh, but when he gets picked up as tiny Beetlejuice, yeah. and then like. Shoots thorns out yes. of himself. Ooh, yeah. And then the mm. next one is him like, well, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to the strip club. Right. So I thought I thought that was right for the pun of like, I'm feeling a little thorny or horny What or did something. he say? He said something. He said, I'm feeling kind of something. Yeah. He said something about feeling antsy yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then, oh. like, where's the guy got to go around here to have a good time or something like that? And then there was just like a, a like a demon strip club. That apparently which... Juno, their caseworker, put in the minute yes. to distract him from right. being a jerk. Perfect distraction. Apparently. Yeah. And apparently he takes part in everything that house has to yeah. offer and, then he's just like, and is then lounging on the roof just <laughs> waiting around for... I love, yeah, I love when you see him again. He's apparently just become like... Uh, yeah, he's just, like, taking up residence there, apparently. <laughs> like, he's just rented a room indefinitely. And he's got, par- like, cucumbers on his eyes yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a spa day. <laughs> it's a spa day. The <laughs> girl's at the day off. Yeah. So he's just hanging out, lounging. The, the waiting room, I want to talk about the waiting room. Because, like, every, every character in there, I feel like really stands out the waiting, like, afterworld waiting room. Yeah. 
And I, that was a really strong memory for me of like the shrunken head dude and totally. the lady who's cut in half. Yeah. Uh, and like the tire dude, I don't know. Just I found those characters so distinct, and mm-hmm. and each one like charming in their own way. Yeah, it was fun that they bothered to do that. Right, you know what I mean? Like they could have just had like a bunch of like sad, dusty looking people in there. <laughs> right. And the smoking guy, who I, something about like the voice choice for that actor. Yeah. Was like was really good. I don't know what and, like, about the it was. fact that they bothered because it was all you know, like it was just like his head coming out of the wall, and then like a weird skeleton puppet. But the fact that they bothered to like articulate that puppet's leg so that it could like fidget its knee the whole time, <laughs> yeah, Mwah. Oh. yeah, amazing. Uh, I my favorite like this person is dead character was <laughs> Juno though when she because her throat was slit and yeah. she's smoking a cigarette the whole time. And there's just one part where just smoke starts coming out of her neck. Yeah, it looks so. Good. It's great. <laughs> and I had forgotten how that shrunken head dude just steals the show. Like that, the work they did on that puppet yeah. is incredible because he just looks so incredulous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can put big eyes on a little potato and end up with a lot of expressions. Right. But yeah, the part, that part where they're, uh, the part where they're waiting around in there and Gina Davis is like sitting next to him and they just, he just turns his head at her mm-hmm. and like that exchange she has with that puppet is so delightful. <laughs> yeah. No words, just like reaction shot. It was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, sitting next to you yeah. and hearing you giggle like a 10 year old through, I would say a third of it. Yeah. I think I just like. I think like I think I didn't know how I felt about it because like it is really dumb, you know, and like it's not like not a lot actually happens, you know. It is mostly just like we made these cool puppets. Now we're gonna film them for ten minutes. You know what I mean? No. I don't know. Like I feel like the characters have depth in the world. The two is... characters have like the the Alec and Gina Davis have depth. Everyone else is just sort of there as window dressing. Lydia develops. Okay. She almost committed suicide. I know, but that was like, how did she? Even how did she grow to love them so quickly? Even Catherine O'Hara's character's hair gets softer, <laughs> and she finds success as an artist and peace as a stepmother. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, her dad takes up uh, bird watching. Well, that was at the beginning. He wanted to get into that. Oh. Uh, well, he does it. He does. It. <laughs> All right, we'll just say he does it. Never mind. I think I get what you're saying, you know, though. I'm not saying it wasn't... I'm not saying there wasn't a story. I don't know. It like, was kind of like... Uh, it was almost like a goofball comedy. It was like between like being a real goofball comedy and being like a comedy where there's really like an in-depth yes. story with characters that have an arc. Yes. Like, I, I guess there's very little character growth, you know? The right. dead people... Are still just as sort of charming. Their, their situation has changed, but they haven't changed really much, even right. though they're dead. Beetlejuice is still the same old cad. I guess Lydia is happier. Yeah, she's found good for her. I think the couple too, after nearly dying, is or being exercised to death <laughs> or whatever, yeah, double or whatever dying. it is. Uh, yeah, I think that they're closer and they get to live their dream of having a daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess- don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like sitting next to you seemed to enjoy it so much. I it was enjoying it. No, no, no. for you to be... I was enjoying it, but I also have that part of my brain that is only paying attention to the structure of a movie. Oy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a little bureaucracy. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just saying, like, 
a good like Beetlejuice even like most of his scenes maybe like a third of them actually advance the story you know what I mean like his uh, screen time I'm just saying like so much of his screen time was just like now nah, I'm just gonna talk like this and so do crazy much of his things. screen time was solely entertaining I'm not uh, that's what I'm saying I'm saying it was entertaining but it was also weird that they were just like this is fine you know what I mean because a lot of movies do that and fail miserably. That's what was confusing. A lot of movies do that where it's just like, we're just going to do this for 20 minutes. Who cares if there's a story? And they're terrible. Are you saying so like you're on... you're confused by how much you enjoyed it. Yes. Oh. You're saying like on paper, if you were to describe this movie, it, right. it would seem like it would be a failure? It just would seem like you would be... You would just be like, whoa, what? Why? <laughs> sure. Basically what I'm saying is maybe the strength of the cast is what made this movie a classic. I think it does. That has lived through the ages. Well, plus all the sight gags and the care that went into it. I will say there was a moment uh, with all the back and forth of the haunting and the going back and forth uh, between the bureaucracy right before they were nearly killed. Mm -hmm. I was really... Like, okay, can we hit the pause button and see how many more minutes? See? But that was one time. See? That's okay, enough. City Slickers, yeah. I'm uh, sure every single line advanced that lame story. That is not true. Oh. That is not true. They had an entire conversation about ice cream. They had an entire conversation about whether Billy Crystal would do that lady. That was not advancing They had more than one conversation yeah. about that. They, uh, All right, fine. I so. feel like you are... You are putting more criticism to what I'm saying than I'm intending. I'm just saying it is an intriguingly paced film. <laughs> that is all. Well, how many um, bananas <laughs> does an intriguingly paced film that you giggled at for uh, almost all of it earn? You gave it f- a hesitant four. A hesitant four? You said you were going to be... Live dangerously and give it a hesitant four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll stick with four. Here's what it is. A depressed four? Here's, you know what it is? I just figured it out. Here's what it is. I was so delighted by this movie as a child. Mm. So delighted. But is this something that as an adult, I'd be like, I'm going to watch this all the goddamn time. No. What, what movie would you watch all the time now know. as an adult? Why are you applying this ridiculous standard? I, I don't know. I feel like a four is pretty high. It's really high. <laughs> <laughs> because we live in this culture now where anything below an A is a failure. Everyone has to achieve, achieve, achieve. Oh, you got a C in your science class, but you still... She still got to dance to Harry Belafonte <laughs> with the football ghost, but I give four <laughs> bananas to a movie that I loved as a child and have to revisit as an adult. Have to? Well, kind of. <laughs> Get to. Did you enjoy the podcast that you're on? Beth, you gave it three, and I don't have any notes for why you did that. Uh, maybe you I were divided by the claymation, or maybe yeah, oh yeah, claymation was mine. Okay, I put it on the wrong line. Uh, I did like the cl- claymation. I thought that was fun. I would give it four. I would up a banana. Wow! Because I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I really, I really loved the Gina Davis Alec Baldwin relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, uh, 
I enjoyed the story a lot. Mm -hmm. The story that was clearly there throughout the film. (laughs) No one is saying there was not a story. Uh, But I would take away one banana because (gasps) of the vulgarness. (laughs) So he gets a four because he honked his Johnson? Yeah, and... And because he made fun of my hair. No, that wasn't the movie, Ben. That was real life. Yeah, that wasn't in the movie. Not a real zinger in the movie. Not a real zinger. That's true. He did not say bad hair day. So you need to find Universal Employee 27B12 or whatever. uh, Or AKA Jake, sophomore in college. Oh, Jake. I gave this a three and I was worried it'd be hokey. Yeah. Um, I actually... Yeah, I have trouble rating this movie. I also really enjoyed Thank it you. as much as we jumped on Dancer. I kind of get what he's saying. It's like a, it's like a very enjoyable movie, but I think I, I think I can understand why no one is like going and rewatching this. Mm-hmm. Like it's a movie where you think about it, you're like, oh, that's a great movie. Do you want to watch it? No. <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure why, but I. Th- I, I think it's maybe, I don't know, there's not like a lasting quality to it. It does feel a little older, but not old in a in like a lame way. Just yeah. like, oh, that's a movie that belongs at that time. Yeah. And it's it was great for then, and it, you can recognize that, but it's not great now. Mm. I don't know. So I think I'd still bump up to four. I was like... Like, more impressed with Michael Keaton than entertained with him. Like, I was definitely entertained, but, like, a lot of it was, like, he is Holy killing shit. it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And that is hard, yeah. like, the to bring that much energy so, like, consistently uh, was great. I was very entertained by that. And, like, the, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm I am a little burned out on Tim Burton at this point, mm-hmm. as maybe everyone is. <laughs> um, and so, like, seeing... That, which is very classic Tim Burton, even in his first one. It's like, oh, that's fun, but, like, I get it. I'm I'm going to get it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you see how hard it is? Do you see how it's hard fun. it is? This is a tough movie to rate. Yeah, it feels like I should enjoy it more than mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Conundrum. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of the theme of the podcast, Dan said basically the same thing in a less angry way. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you gave it two, uh, two or four. If there was a ghost dog, so there was not a ghost dog. In fact, there was a murder dog. I don't know if that drops it down to a zero or bumps it up to a six. <laughs> well, I'm gonna banana split the difference oh! and give it three and a half. Okay. So you voted it the least out of all of us, yes. and yet you jumped at my throat. <laughs> We're giving it essentially a B plus. <laughs> but why a three? Why a three and a half bananas? I think for really similar reasons uh, to what has been articulated in an angry and a lesser angry way. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I was I was like Beth. I was I was charmed by the relationship. I enjoyed revisiting it, um, and I really enjoyed. I think most of all the characters in the waiting room uh, and the richness of all of that. But yeah, I could go another. 20 years before I see this movie again. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to point out a uh, bonus. We ended up watching the cartoon. Well, like three minutes. As much as we could handle. Yeah, the DVD extras do contain the Beetlejuice cartoon. If you want to watch it. Yeah. I encourage you to try. Yeah. Definitely. And just it, see how far you can get. That was like a wave of nostalgia, and then the wave drowned me. <laughs> 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 the 
just yeah. like, oh. No, me too. Uh, I remember watching that a bunch, but like, yeah. Not, yeah, not, the the puns per minute is <sighs> real high. Real high. Yeah, it's like every line. Well, you gotta figure, like, they want to keep the, they want to try to keep the tone of the character, but they can't use all the sexuality. Right. <laughs> so they're like, well, just, he'll just make a bunch of dumb puns. Do kids like puns? No. Nah, I don't know. I There's loved that show when I was a kid. Yeah. There's a phase where that is incredibly exciting yeah. that one word can have two different meanings. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. Like, you're just discovering the nuance of language, right. and suddenly there's a delightful ghost clown <laughs> showing you all the ropes about it. Right. Yeah. It's time for our uh, final segment. Or whatever. Just a segment. A segment. <laughs> it's time for our one segment. It's time for our segment. <laughs> where uh, we read five stars reviews left for us on iTunes. I did uh, check Stitcher. Ooh. You can leave reviews. <laughs> okay. No one has. Okay, good. Uh, oh, leave a review on Stitcher. Leave a review on Stitcher Please. and then probably tweet us that you did it because I'm not going to check that. Yeah, ever. hashtag... Go to Rodat. go. Oh yeah, wrote that Stitcher Rev. Wrote that Stitcher Rev. Yeah, five and then a second hashtag, Tell five them. stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people leave us five star reviews on iTunes, and we read them in uh, an impression of a character from that movie yeah. or as Nick Cage. Right. Uh, is would anybody like yeah. to do a character from that movie? Yeah, give me. Okay, let's do number seven. Number seven. Uh. What is uh what is your impression of I will do uh the delightfully the titular. crude titular battle What did Al call it at the beginning? Like battle guys. Yeah, because it's spelled all like Like the star. Okay. Look it up. Oh. oh. <clears throat> Number seven. Alright. Uh great concept and execution. <laughs> Joshua M. Humphrey, December third, two thousand fourteen. Love the host talk about the movie and even plays it. Quote bets on what they remember. <laughs> Looking forward to the next episodes. Hoping that I recall the episode right along with the host. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. That was amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. Great. If you would like to have your review read, uh, leave it on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Stitcher. Or- Somewhere else. Is there other place? Twitter? Twitter? Could you, you could you tweet us? No, no. No. Where else do you discover podcasts? Play? Google Play? Can you review it on noisepicnic.com? You can leave a comment. That's there. true. You can leave a comment. If you if you title a comment five star review, <laughs> that counts, right? That. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did it. Hey, Alan Van. I'm always singing a different song. Yeah, oh, I'll do that. God. Daylight. What song are you singing? Yeah, I was singing Ayo. Ew. That's oh, that's the <laughs> 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 uh. Thank you for listening to Totes Recall. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Totes Recall Pod. Subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. It helps more people find the show. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. For more information, check out noisepicnic.com slash totesrecall.